0: I'm Megan Mitchell, this is my co-host
1: John Morrison, and you, yeah you, are listening to the True North Racing Podcast. Time to strap
0: in, pull those belts, and get ready for an action-packed episode of the True North Racing Podcast. Are you ready to unmask, uh, I mean, unhelmet your favorite racers get ready for the most fun you'll have outside the racetrack to get you ready for the next race you're listening to john morrison and Megan mitchell and this is the true north racing podcast Welcome back to a new episode of the True North of Racing Podcast, brought to you by Vision 20 Studios. I'm your host, John Morrison. This week, uh, we are going to be joined by a rookie in the Ontario Sportsman Series. His name is Ollie Ferguson. He drives the number 55. He hasn't been running a full season with the, uh, with the series because uh, uh, this is his first year. Last year, he was in Junior League Malls. This year, he's moved up to a full-size car. He's got he, this is a, a huge learning curve. And we're excited to get to learn all about it. Um, so before we, before we're going to, we're, we're not going to bring in Ollie just yet. We're going to, of course, have a little bit of a breakdown because this is the first episode since, well, I got to go racing. I got to, I got to try out racing. I did a, a practice session at uh, uh, Delaware Speedway on Monday with uh, Chris Lawrence and BT Racing. Thankful, I, I got to give a big shout out to uh, Chris Lawrence, Wade Thorn, and uh, rob twitch it for their help um <laughs> i had a lot of fun i got i don't know how many laps i got in i'm gonna be honest but uh each time out i felt like i was getting a little bit better a little bit better um i did make a couple blunders i did spin uh you get, we, we got a video we're gonna put it out here shortly i think shortly after we're done recording this i should have it ready to go um it i had a huge i, I had a lot of fun being able to finally get strapped in a race car and, and what, see what it's like turning left. Um, and you guys are going to check it out soon as well here, because this is, uh, I don't really have too much to say about it, but I can, I can tell you guys this much. I had a lot of fun. Uh, if I ever get the opportunity to do something like this again, I I'm, I'm, would likely jump at the chance to. Um, even just for practice sessions, just to see what it's like. Cause you know, uh, they ended up having to put, put out a few. There were so many cars on Monday that they they actually had to send us out with other cars. So my first time on track was actually around other cars. Um, so it, it was a, not really what I was expecting. But at the same time, I was very thankful for the opportunity to get out there, uh, talk to a couple of people. I talked to uh Will Corey was out there Monday out practicing. He noticed I was getting better. Um Rob Switzer, he you know it, the, some of the feedback I've gotten from wait from Wade and Chris and um Wade, Chris and, and Rob um you know even when I spent, spun and I came into the pits because we were shortly near the end of the session at that point uh they asked how it was. I said, "Well, I found the line. I stepped over it. He goes, uh, how do you feel? I'm like, I feel great. Like, I, I know I need to back it off just a hair um, or change my approach on how to get in the corners. And the entire time, like, if I had a question, I would literally just have a quick debrief with him. Uh, because of how many cars there was on Monday, um, we did have to kind of keep going through. So I'd pull into the pits, check in with them. They asked me what I was feeling, what I saw, what I, you know, what I was feeling and seeing where I could improve. I was already wanting to improve. Like it was great to get out there. The first, the first session I did, I gotta be honest, I ran really slow. I just kind of got my feet wet and I was soaking in the fact that I was in a stock car because for people who don't know me, I have been known as a very gullible person growing up with that being said I've overcome that and I think I've gone from one extreme to another because now what I do is I will not believe you until it's either I see it with my own eyes or it's happening that was the same case Um, I I put up a whole thing on my Facebook about it and it's just it's necessarily just because when I did it the so like I've something I've been burned before anything like that but I have you know there's stuff I've wanted to do. There's there's th- things I've I've really wanted to try. And unfortunately, it just... Eh, something's always come up. And, and that's not a big deal. It happens. That's life. So even when back in July, Brandon Feeney, Jacqueline, they surprised me with getting to get behind the wheel of stock car. I was like... I was excited because it's been a dream of mine. But at the same time, I'm sitting there going like um uh, all right i'm i'm waiting for someone to say just kidding or you know it something happened right and and that's okay like i but i i it's just my extremes that i've gone through like i've been excited about this but it is uh All I can say is I finally did it, you guys. I finally got behind the wheel of a stock car. I turned some laps. I think, like I said, I I probably improved a little bit. Not much. Would I make a field at Delaware? Absolutely not. But guess what? If I get a chance to go out and practice again, I'm going to keep trying. And I want to get better, personally, because it would just be a lot of fun. Even just to get better, just to see where I can go, where I can get better. Because, you know, it's definitely different than... (laughs) moving a thumb joystick on on a controller game or or sitting in a sim seat or something like that it now you really get the feel of it and it it was it was such a cool feeling i'm when you guys check it out go check it out on youtube uh joe media it's all right there uh you guys are gonna see me spin uh it's it's i don't i i don't i don't know how to like this i'm gonna be honest guys this the the spin was weird because i obviously never felt anything like that before in a stock car and you know wade and chris talked to me about it and what i should do because you know it's it's obviously different than how you would handle a street car kind of deal and and they they helped me through it i think i followed what they said i mean, <laughs> you guys you guys go check out the video for yourselves and and let me know but uh yeah other than that guys uh yeah go check out the video it's gonna it's go share it like it subscribe subscribe to joe media on on youtube guys uh, I, really appreci- I really appreciate i really appreciate a lot but uh enough talking about my ter- about me getting into a stock car how about we get to a guy who does this on a regular let's bring in this week's guest ollie ferguson you're diving into vision 20 editing new company with their services providing video editing to get your video perfect and exactly the way you guys are looking for they also do audio mastering where they're going to take your audio and it crisp and clear they're bringing your vision to life that is right at vision 20 editing we want to make sure that your vision comes to life in the way you want it find us on facebook and instagram at vision 20 studios now let's get back to the true north racing podcast joining us this week on the true north racing podcast we are sitting down with the driver with the number 55 in the oscar or no, Oscar. Ontario Sportsman Series. We got Ollie Ferguson. Ollie, how's it going, man?
1: Going pretty good. How are you?
0: I'm doing very well. Thank you. Uh thank you for joining us. It's uh I know it's a little bit different than uh what we were gonna schedule. Uh because I was talking to your dad a while ago and we were supposed to set this back up in July, but timing didn't work out. You were gonna be away. So I'm I'm glad we have you on the show now.
1: Well, thank you guys for having me on. I'm really excited about it.
0: We're excited to have you. So let's get let's jump right into it. Why don't you tell the folks a little bit about yourself?
1: So I am a 13-year-old Ontario Sportsman Series driver. This is my rookie season so far, and uh fifth year in racing. In my previous years, I had raced junior late models.
0: All right. So let's let's dive into that because you just said yourself, you spent five years in junior late models. So obviously, 13 years old, take that back five years, guys, that's not that old to be behind the wheel of a stock car, first of all. So how did you get your start in racing?
1: So my dad's always been a fan of racing, so I sort of just jumped into uh, the jumped on the bandwagon there, and um, I've loved racing since I was really little, and uh, I uh, just saw a junior late model at Motorama in, I believe, like 2014 or 2015, and I just fell in love with racing even more knowing I could do it as a kid, maybe one day.
0: So how much convincing did you have to do to your dad to get, to let you get a junior late model?
1: Uh, it was, it was, I said I would save up as much money as I could and then I would pitch in to buy the car too. So that was sort of a tipping point for my dad is um that it was going to be a responsibility for me to have, to be able to buy my own race car and like work on it myself and race it and like have to do the repairs and everything so obviously
0: at eight years old you're not going to go out and get a job at work at mcdonald's so <laughs> what did you have to do to save money did you have a paper route did you did you talk to your parents about doing chores around the house like what was that deal like
1: it uh it was just uh saving up birthday money and uh cutting grass doing chores around the house simple stuff and um I saved for about a year and a half and I had enough to meet my dad halfway and we bought bought a car and, uh, went racing.
0: So who did you buy your, your car off of?
1: So it was, um, one of the two Cody wild cars.
0: Okay. That's awesome. So, so you guys traveled out, I guess you guys would have traveled out to London way for the, for those guys. So whereabouts are you from though?
1: So originally I'm from Toronto. Okay. But, um, when I got sick, I uh, moved to uh, Cincinnati for about six months. And after that we moved back to London and then uh we ended up in Lindsay.
0: Okay. Lindsay, where is that again?
1: Oh god, it's, I just uh, know where that is. Like thirty minutes away from Peterborough.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, I thought it was out that way. I just couldn't remember. Um so uh we, we know a little bit I, I know personally a little bit about Ollie Strong. Um why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: So um, and, uh, when I was four years old, I went to the Lindsay Fair with my family, and uh, I got a cut on my toe, and I got a virus that attacked my liver. And eventually, the medicine that was given to me led me into bone marrow failure, plastic anemia, and it just sort of went on from there and led into bone marrow cancer. And uh, I had to get a bone marrow transplant, and my sister was my donor. And I'm very thankful for her. And I, I'm really honored to be her brother.
0: Oh, wow. That's, I, I, I did, I, like I said, I knew a little bit, but I didn't know too much. Um, So Ollie Strong, really, obviously, you know, I I saw that recently you had, uh, I, I think you sat, your dad's had it up that it was uh, your rebirth. Is that correct?
1: Uh, Yes, it was the so, day of my transplant. You okay. My-
0: okay. So i don't even i hate to say i don't know how to work for myself from from that right now um so what is uh so ollie strong you know that that's it's really great to hear obviously it's great to hear that you're here um it obviously cancer sucks like it's it's uh well i went so deep there and i'm so sorry guys um Cause now I just I I, god damn I'm I'm Ollie I'm so sorry man right now,
1: no problem uh, at all.
0: <laughs> I led myself down a hole and I don't know how to get myself out of it right now. Uh, so with so with Ollie strong. What is there anything you're doing to, I guess help towards the cause that you that that hindered you for a while.
1: Um, so we. We've been trying to, like, one year in 2021, we had a Christmas toy drive for the wrong McDonald houses. Okay. Uh, all over on. So we went to London, Ottawa, and um, I believe Toronto. And uh, they have a toy closet there where they give um, a kid a ticket, like, every month, and they get to go pick one thing out of the toy closet. And um, so we gathered a bunch of toys, and everyone in the racing community donated a toy or two or even Bobby Tolton came with a car full of toys. Oh, wow. And uh, everyone pitched in, and uh, we all really appreciated all my dad's friends from high school and everything. So we've been able to help with the Ronald McDonald house with toys and stuff like that.
0: Now, out of curiosity, are you guys planning on doing anything this year?
1: So um, at Delaware, this uh, coming race is um, uh, go gold for Mason, and um it's you can buy um like pit signs or um lawn signs to put your pit for um, 30 bucks
0: oh wow well i guess it's a good time that we're gonna have you on here because i'm gonna get this episode up on thursday so um so if they want to buy a sign they can come down by you guys
1: um i believe buy it at the um I'm, i'm not sure okay but um there's uh a girl providing them, I believe, in uh, the tech shed.
0: All right, perfect. Well, if anyone is uh,
1: sorry, Ron Busho's um, uh, pit will have them, I believe. Okay, so if anyone is uh, at Delaware Speedway
0: on Friday night, go stop by, pick up a sign, and uh, let's let's support a great cause. Um, so obviously, right, let's let's get back into uh onto a different path here a little bit so you're five you're five years into racing i can't it's so weird to hear that from from such a young guy as well um so your first year racing first of all what was it like How like what, what was the was it obviously was it a lot different than you've seen on tv
1: well it it was definitely a, a big step from being in a, like a little nine-year-old playing video games to actually being in a car going a hundred kilometers an hour it's um it had its ups and downs like you have your highs and lows of crashing and winning and stuff and i ended up crashing i believe july uh 29th and uh we were just going down to um Watkins Glen the next weekend and uh we met Kurt Busch oh wow and uh he i uh, i just the crash i was in before i ended up dive bombing and you're not really you can't really do that in cars that you're going wide open so um when you're we down there my dad as joke was just uh went to, hey kurt can you give him some driving instructions he's heard it from me and he won't listen so maybe he'll <laughs> listen and uh kurt's like you can't go you can't dive bomb when you're going wide open and then the next week i ended up going out and winning so it was it was a pretty good first year i'd
0: say so so you better have thanked kurt bush in that victory lane speech
1: like yeah i did the the whole crowd didn't know what i meant if i had actually meant like thank you kurt bush or just (laughs) definitely definitely fun
0: absolutely that's awesome like i it's obviously so cool when you get a chance to meet nascar drivers whether it be at a racetrack or you know, I've, I've been to Delaware when they had their uh, Wednesday showdowns back in 2010. I had a chance. I couldn't get near Kyle Bush because Kyle had like six security guards and I was not moving them. But I could get near. I, I was able to walk. I talked to David Rudman for 15 minutes while the race was going on.
1: Yeah, that's like, awesome. Other guy like that is Ross Chastain. He's always been a super nice guy.
0: See, I've always suspected that. Like, it's usually the guys who are like rough on the track are usually the nicest once the helmets come off.
1: Yep, Joey so, Logano too.
0: So where did where did you get a chance to meet Ross Chastain and Joey Logano?
1: Was that on so, the um, track or? Yeah, I've been very fortunate because of my past. Uh, race teams have offered us garage passes and stuff like that. So we get to go in the garage. And at Bristol, I ended up meeting both of them. But uh, Ross I had met back in 2018 when he was driving for premium at uh, Pocono and uh he was um super nice back then talked to him for like 10 minutes and then after the bristol race again he was still super nice after driving the one car wow see that's that's great
0: when people don't change uh you know who they are like after after getting into a really good ride or something like that um uh, so obviously racing your first couple of years, going out and winning out and and after talking to Kurt Bush to say hey man this is what you can do you know it Obviously, it's a good feeling. How many races have you won in your entire junior late model career?
1: So, so, so far in my career of junior late models, I probably won't race them again. But um, three feature wins, a pole win, and a dash for cash win.
0: You know, that's not bad. That's pretty good, actually.
1: Um, And two of those came in my first year.
0: Man, you had the magic foot in your first year. Did, uh, so obviously moving forward, did you have? was there a lot of learning curves to try and get better? What did you do to improve each time out?
1: So my second year was definitely my biggest learning curve because I went to a new track full throttle for my first time. And it was really weird being like from a track that you know so well, going to a completely different track that is completely different feel and like way more banking. And um, I ended up, the race I ended up figuring out the track Uh, on the last lap of the last corner, I got, uh, uh, just me and another car made a little bit of contact. And since there's no suspension in our cars or, or the junior lights, they would just snap around. And, uh, I ended up catching the curb at the bottom and I ended up barrel rolling seven times. Oh, wow. So that was, that was a big learning curve to get back in the car two weeks later or whatever it was. And, uh, it was, it was a little, I was a little nervous to get back in the car, but I knew if I didn't get back in the car, I wouldn't be able to do it again. No,
0: you're absolutely right. And you, it's weird to say, but sometimes after an incident, they always say the best thing to do is to get right back into the car. It's almost to, to not let that fear set in. Right. Yeah. Um, so last year, so with the barrel roll, that wasn't last year, was it?
1: No, it was 2020.
0: That was 2020. Okay so i I I reached out to your Facebook page last year uh to see about if you guys were gonna come on if you guys would like to buy an ad in inside track when I was uh doing some stuff with them and i think you i think i guess your dad was the one I was talking to you through that um you guys were involved, you were involved in an accident last year that essentially ended your season what what talk us through that what happened
1: so I was um The first couple of races went really good. I ended up finishing second and, uh, the third race, it was an eventful day of spinning in practice and touching the wall, which a little messed the car up because, uh, one of the tires had no tread left on it. So I was just sliding around the whole race and, uh, I ended up winning that race, thankfully. And that put me first in points and, uh, going into the fourth race, the first lap at the first corner, um, Another driver got loose and right hooked me into the wall and just broke the chassis basically.
0: You were like you were okay after that though.
1: I, I I was mostly okay. I had some uh back issues. Like I had kidney stones at the time, but they uh they moved because of the impact. Yeah. And it was like a like battle from then on to get them taken out and everything from that. It was uh it was pretty painful for a while. I missed a couple months of school and uh so I, I was doing online or home schooling yeah but uh it's kind of positive because i ended up going to something bigger and faster and that is what's sitting currently right
0: behind you uh is your what what is, is it a chevy camaro is that what yeah. yes is is your chevy camaro that you run in the ontario sportsman series so you went from a little like was it nine horsepower, 15 horsepower, uh, Honda horsepower. engine up to a 350 horsepower motor? Um, you had a bit that's a big learning curve. So I don't know many people who go from a junior late model up to a V8 car, uh, that quick. What was the, the decision behind it to go from like a nine horsepower and then have it adding th- let's add 300 more horsepower? and a big V8 car. What was the decision behind that?
1: So I, I do a lot of sim racing. So uh, it was able to help me a little bit. But our biggest decision was four cylinders. A lot of them aren't rear wheel drive. And it's like they're not race car or like sort of um they don't have like the snap. Like you can hold them and get loose and learn how to drive it sort of thing. It's mostly front wheel drive. Yep. And that was the sort of thing and 100 lap features. You really like the endurance of the 100 laps, eh? Yeah, it was, our series is very respectful. Everyone is it's sportsman, like, and uh, everyone races with a lots of respect, gives each other room on track, and when you do make contact, you know it's not on purpose because the other driver is just tight or loose. And you can, like, it's 100 laps, so you have to save your car through the whole race to be there at the end.
0: How many uh, can't Kim K is going to be really upset with me after listening to this one. I can guarantee that. Uh, do you guys get stickered? How many events are there in in the sportsman series se- season this year, 10 or 12? There was 10. There's 10. So you got, so how many races were you scheduled to run initially? Cause I remember you, I hear, I heard you were only going to run a part-time schedule to get your feet wet so- before going full-time next year.
1: So we were planning on running a part time, and then once we got the car ready, we were just like, I practiced five or six times, and we were like, I I, I can go for the full season. And uh, I ended up getting really sick before the first race, like the day before, and it reactivated this. Like as we were loaded up and ready to go, I was like again on the like, couch, and uh, I I could I couldn't do anything. So I missed the first race, but I've been there for every one since
0: okay and so this 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 you you cap off your season friday night at delaware speedway uh let's talk let's talk a little bit about that is first of all going into the season not racing a, a not racing one of these cars what was what was your first race like after being in a junior junior late model moving up to this and realizing you don't have the space or realizing you don't have the space like you do in the uh junior lates
1: so believe it or not it's actually a really big difference from going to the middle of the car where your seat is placed to the left side like uh i, I bought a 2013 chevy cruz like just a junker off my uh dad's friend's son and uh, i learned how to drive stick in that and that sort of taught me where your points of your car is but in my first race i i just you a, like, i had practice before that so i knew sort of where the car was and what it was going to do and um my our first race I, I can't say it could have gone any better it was uh, a great race i just kept it clean and uh finished a couple laps down and didn't have to replace anything on the car so that was a win for us you know
0: it's always good when you don't have to replace anything after especially after a long race you don't want to have to replace a whole lot of stuff um so now obviously going into the last race of the season, how how do you feel going to la- and obviously going to Delaware Speedway, what how are you feeling going into that event?
1: Uh I'm I'm feeling really pumped. I I cannot wait to go to uh, Delaware for my first time. The first two races, I missed the first one cuz I was really sick and then the next one got rained out. So I I'm really looking forward to finally going to Delaware.
0: Now, have you been watching a lot of footage from there to Kind of have an idea of what the track layout is like, or have you even practiced there yet?
1: Uh, I have practiced there once, but with the wrong gear, I was hitting the chip halfway down the straightaway. Oh, god, that's
0: that's not fun when you're doing that.
1: Well, it it really isn't (laughs) because you think you can go faster, and then all of a sudden the chip comes up and you get you're halfway down the straightaway.
0: Yeah, uh. Overall, how would you grade your first year in the Ontario Sportsman Series?
1: Well, I, I, I would say it's the best rookie year a, a rookie could want. Like um, one DNF, and that was for a, a faulty electrical gauge, and um, uh, two, two sixth places, a fifth place, like three lead lap finishes. Um, I've been, I've had a really good year so far. You know what, you can't you when you're finishing in top five,
0: top tens as a rookie, you're doing pretty good. Uh the one thing I do I do know is you changed your number from eighteen to fifty five. What was the decision behind it and why why fifty five?
1: So eighteen was I'm a huge Kyle Bush fan, so I, I ran in the eighteen because of him. But uh, after Junior Late Models, I just, I wanted to take my own path sort of kind of way. Uh, I just wanted to like sort of show a little um, number for myself instead of using someone else's. So number 55, uh, when I was sick in the Ronald McDonald house, my room number was 55. So it's, it's sort of like I had a good time there and it made me better. Maybe it can help me in racing.
0: God damn! Come on with me, that emotional stuff again. It's just, it's good that you picked a number that that you resonate with because I. So right now Megan is having an issue for next year because, uh, Fl- Flamborough is making a rule that you cannot run the same number and just had a letter next to it, or else their entire family they have four cars now they're gonna they're gonna have, seventy three C seventy three M Cth, and one car is gonna be seventy three so they can't do that anymore, so. Nothing wrong with The flying Roads. if you guys are watching. Nothing wrong with that. I agree. So we're trying to. Megan's always known seventy three because that's her dad's number. So now we're trying to help her with a new identity. And I think she's found one. So, uh, but yeah, like it's it's good to have your own identity because, with especially with like Junior all it, it was cool because you you kind of copied the same, uh, paint scheme that Kyle Busch had with the MMs, right?
1: Yeah, we did that as a special little tribute for our last year in junior lights.
0: And that, and you know what, ain't nothing wrong with that. That's that's always pretty cool when you're doing a little throw. And of course, it lined up perfectly with Mars's last year with Kyle yeah. Bush. So, like, I don't know how much better you could have gotten to Mars. Should you should have got a freaking M and M sponsorship last year for that?
1: We tried.
0: You just say, "I'll raise for free candy." Like, if I get a top five, give me free candy.
1: Believe it or not, that that actually happened. So. Did it really? At, at one of the races um someone who worked at M&M's ended up uh giving us boxes of M&M's and Mars bars to give out to fans.
0: That's awesome. See, that's that, that's the kind of activation stuff I like to hear. Um but no, I, I actually that was really cool. So uh obviously going into next year, what are your plans for 2020 for tw- for 2024?
1: So, my goals for 2024 or. Are- more top fives, maybe a top three, um, lead lap finishes, finish every race, keep the car clean, sort of like this year, but, uh, hopefully just better finishes.
0: I noticed that you run, uh, a Go. I'm going to assume it's a GoPro inside your, inside your race car. Are you using that for feedback and to help with kind of making a, um, a notebook or, or kind of going back and seeing what you've done or what mistakes you may have made to correct them for next time.
1: Totally. Um, it's, that's the first thing it's meant for. And second, to just give you a great point of view of where I like what the driver's doing the whole time. Cause people like fans don't realize how much like work you actually put into racing. It may look like you're just going around in circles, but if you look in an in-car, a driver sawing on the wheel, going both ways, throttle control, and uh, shifting on starts and stuff like that.
0: See, and that's the crazy. Like now, I just got my first ever start in a in a stock car on Monday night, so I'm not saying anything. But when you're standing as a as a spectator, even doing what I do a lot of times, at some points the noises just blend together. So it makes it easy for people to go, oh, yeah, they're just turning left. It's like a nice casual drive. And that's why I really like I I have three GoPros. Is this one? No, that's not it. I wish I had my seven so I could show you available. It's sitting over here on my kid's bed right now. My seven has cracks in it. And so if I position it right away, you can see the full picture. No, Almost no issues. You almost don't notice a crack. But what I've done is I really like to put that GoPro in a lot of weird places on race cars to be able to understand the movements and the, the geometrics that really make what a race car is. I've put them on. So like I, for myself, I do media. I don't know if you know, I don't know if you know too much about me, myself, I do media for the young drivers can even modify So they're an open wheel car. I'll slap that thing right on the right front of the uh roll bar right on the passenger side pointing right at the suspension and you'll see that thing just sit there the entire time i'm watching i'm like man if i see that thing just go flat i'm full oh, because i know something's hit it either a piece of rubber or yep. a rock something right <clears throat> but it is when i go back and i re-watch those videos it's insane especially when you have it on the right front or left front or in, in car f- facing the driver you can really see the eye work, the the hand movements, the how you know how it's. I always say video is the best tool for a racer.
1: For and sure, will, like if sorry, go ahead. If you like watch um, what they're doing inside the cars, you'll see them looking not straight out the windshield, but where you can see the farthest. So you look into the next corner instead of just looking out your windshield on your bumper you're looking into the as far as you can see to where you're because your hands will take you where you want to go
0: you're absolutely right i've it's uh I it's it's great that you got that you guys share some video clips from your races especially even even the close calls because those are always really cool to see how like i think i just saw the one from uh Was it Saw? Yeah, Solvel. When you guys got stacked up there in turn three and I see you, everyone's kind of starting to go low and you notice that there was a gap on the high side that you can, we're going to be able to break. Because in my opinion, I watched that video like three times. I'm looking at if you did not decide to make that decision to go high, you were going to hit that car in front of you.
1: Yeah. I've, I've always been in close calls like that. I've had cars spin like right in front of me and just have very little space to go around. And, um, it was just at sawable. I I think I gained three or four spots from doing that. Just, I I locked up all fours as I was trying to go right and try and maneuver around the cars. It was, it was definitely a code Brown moment. (laughs)
0: That's, that's absolutely understandable. I I've, I got, I got some in car from a friend of mine who runs over there. Pete, actually a good friend that you were on their podcast just recently, Brandon Feeney from the, uh, the Feeney call podcast. Uh, I got some in car with him earlier this year where I'm standing up in the grandstands and I'm hollering, like, go like, check out, check out, check up, check out. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, just, just stop. Where do you, and then the next thing you see him just like sneak, I asked him like, how much room did you really have up there? Like, Cause there was a wreck. He decided to go high and he's, got on the brakes but he was like so late on the checkup that he ended up squeezing like right between the wall and i said i'm like how much room did you have he's like the car plus two inches (laughs) (laughs) so actually i think i have that video up on my tiktok for anyone who wants to go see that or on the joe media uh, tiktok page i should have that clip up there so yeah he just he snuck through and i'm like I wouldn't even trust myself sometimes to to put myself into a position like that. And you guys are doing that with actually like knowing that there, there's a chance you going to get wrecked. Um but no, it, it's uh it, it's great to to see you using that video to learn from it because in my opinion it's only going to make you better each time out.
1: I- yeah, for sure. Like it's either you run into them and not take the chance or you can take a chance to either get wrecked or go around the outside or the inside and not be involved in the wreck
0: that's that's a good mentality to have uh you know what let's get into our While well, i'm thinking of a few more things let's get into our fan question period uh as you saw earlier today we announced that you were going to be joining us on the program tonight and uh so we got a question here for our tailored to you fan question period are you ready to answer it
1: Sorry, what was that? They cut out.
0: We got. We're ready with. Uh, we're gonna do our fan question period. Uh, you ready to answer it? Yes, sir, I am. All right. So, this is coming coming from William underscore Trillium on Instagram. He goes, "Where do you see yourself racing in five years?
1: Uh, I hope to see myself either racing late models or maybe one race in the Pinty Series. That's my ultimate goal
0: you know what that's that's always a good goal you know five five you're you're 13 so five years to put you at 17 i mean that's a pretty good goal
1: i i hope to be racing in the ontario sports and series for years to come but i would love to get into something faster and maybe like 150 laps or 200 laps
0: i mean there may be rentals if you're looking for one in a couple weeks the uh for the apc series finale but uh honestly if if you keep you know in the trajectory you're going i i could see you sell could see you getting into a uh apc ride and you know you get the funding you get the backing hell even a Pinty's race
1: Uh, maybe one day that's the goal is just to run one Pinty's race somewhere in my career of racing
0: I don't see why that wouldn't be able to happen. But before we get continue on here, I uh, gotta thank Tailored to You Media and Designs for sponsoring the fan question period. Uh, if you guys are looking for t shirt designs, tumblers, uh, logo designs, hit up Tailored to You on Facebook and Instagram. But yeah, honestly, man, I, let's get back into it. So yeah, you were, uh, you know what? We're Okay, so. Let's let's dive into that a little bit. Where if you were to run one Pinty's race, where would it be and why?
1: So there's, I would love to race at many different tracks, but I don't know if I would, if I had the opportunity and I had to choose which track I could race at, I would probably choose Mosport. just because my dad used to run track days there all the time, and uh, it's it's a really unique track that I would love to run.
0: How many races have you been able to watch there?
1: Uh, I've gone to pretty much every Pinty's race since I was about six months old. Damn. Maybe missing one or two there, here and there, just because it's the same race as us.
0: Yeah, that's understandable though. Uh you know what? I do love, I do love Mossport a lot. I think it's such a unique track, and I really wish the, I would really wish NASCAR would come back to the track because it's. Look how many great finishes it created.
1: For sure, like uh, I heard, I, I've been hearing NASCAR is coming to Canada, but they're planning on going to Montreal instead of Mosport.
0: I know that's the only issue. I I'd, NASCAR. If you, I know you're not listening, but if you're listening, please give us Mosport. Just let's switch it up between Mosport and Montreal. For all I care at this point. Like, one one year or make it a Canadian triple. Du- like, let's make it a double-double or something. Like, give us three races or a triple. Whatever. Let's give us a Canadian triple crown. Yeah.
1: Like, it would be awesome. Up cars with their new, um, the next gens to go around most sport with the elevation changes.
0: I think it would almost, uh, it would give us a little bit of Sonoma, but with the speed of Watkins Glen.
1: Yeah, Sonoma Watkins Glen and Circuit of the Americas would be uh yeah. close there I believe.
0: Well, I think the circuit yeah, the, the eleva- yeah, they guess the elevation so yeah, Circuit of the Americas would would be the 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 correct answer there but I've I've been lucky enough to go to to Montreal. Actually it was the first time they ever put uh windshield wipers on the cars. When they had that huge downpour back in like 2010, that was the first time 2010 no, two thousand eight, two thousand eight, two thousand nine ish. Oh, now I'm dating myself here because I was 16, 16 when I went. Anyways, but yeah, it was the first time they ever put windshield wipers on the cars. Because there is the infamous yeah, that... moment where they had the uh the guy had the swiffer swiffer. Yeah, car was, the swiffer. yeah, I was there for that
1: race. Um, that that. that the the highlights of that race? Is that the one where uh, Marcos Ambrose and uh, Robbie Gordon got into it?
0: Oh my god. I think so. I think you're right. So I'm trying to remember who like it must yeah it must have been 2009. Uh, 2009. Now I gotta look this up. 9. Montreal Napa Winner. 2009. Carl Edwards won.
1: Believe... Oh, it's Carl Edwards won.
0: But, yeah, that's what it says here. Let's see. Yeah, Rain delay, Marcus Ambrose. Must have been, there must have been something there.
1: Well, uh, I'm, gonna... I'm trying to remember. That was before I was born, so.
0: <laughs> God damn yeah, right there. That's where that's where I didn't want. That's I that was the thing I was trying to avoid here. Um, cause I'm damn near over half your age. Uh, so going obviously, you know, over the off season, what are you gonna do to prepare for? Let's get let's get on let's get back onto the our rate like let's get back to about you racing, not everyone else. Um, for twenty twenty four, what are you gonna do this off season to prepare yourself? For, or, yeah, what are you gonna do this off season to prepare yourself for next season?
1: So definitely, lots of sim time will help because um, it's I uh, my make a wish I got a uh, racing simulator, so I go on I racing a lot, and um, it's it's seemed to help a lot of just being able to tell when the car is loose or tight or when there's cars around you. But um, we'll probably strip the car the body down and uh, remount it because it's a little messed up right now. But uh, it'll be uh, rewrapped in a different uh, design for next year and uh maybe just a few adjustments here and there
0: so what kind? okay so let's let's talk about i racing a little bit here so i can get a better idea as well so everyone else can get a better idea of what you do to to practice as well what tracks do you normally run that help you get prepared for or help you with that seat time that that we obviously can't can't really get in canada here after uh october
1: so there's quite a few tracks that help like New Smyrna, uh USA Speedway, Lanier. There some of them are not tracks that are open anymore like Lanier, uh Langley which is sort of like a sobble. Okay. Um just just a bunch of short tracks overall that can be typed sort of like the tracks that we run. Like USA is more like Delaware and um new Smyrna is sort of like a sunset Varney cross. Okay. Uh
0: so obviously uh going so you're gonna do a lot of sim work. Are is there are you gonna do anything fun throughout the off season here to also unwind yourself a little bit from the race season?
1: Uh, there's there's not much winter sports that I really do. Maybe a little bit of road hockey here and there, but um, just maybe going out in the quad and blasting through some snow.
0: Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I think that's all, it's almost going to wrap up our time here tonight. But before we let you go here, I like to give people a couple minutes to thank everyone from, I guess you could say Carl Edwards winning 2009 because you weren't even born yet. Uh, to Kurt Bush obviously, for giving you the advice to get your first race win. Uh, but you got the floor for the next couple of minutes to thank everyone and everyone uh, who s- supported your other racing career plus your sponsors. So the floor is yours, man.
1: Uh, I would love to thank my family, my mom, my sister, my dad, my uh, grandma. She's helped out a lot. Uh, my uncle, my uh aunts, they've all come to my races, watched, and supported me. Um, I, I have to thank my friend. Um, he uh he's been coming to a couple races and just helps out with a couple things. I'd like to thank Kevin Gallant, Kira Gallant, they've uh been great spotter and crew chief. For uh, I've had them for three races and they're coming to Delaware this week. Um, Glenn Schner. Jeremy Coulter, they've all been a huge help. And um, I, I really appreciate all of it. Like all the drivers in our series have helped out Chad McLuhan, Brad Robinson, Kevin Trevlin, guys like that. They've all been super helpful in teaching me what I need to do. And of course, I'd love to thank all my sponsors Tile Plus, um, uh, sorry, yeah, Alter Ego, MBRP, SteelCon. I got a lot of them, of course. But uh, uh XLIT, XL Care, Fusion Corp, Northern Performance, Epic Raceware, Legendary Motor Car, Parmart Real Estate, uh, Carstar Brampton, Northern Force Hydrovex. There uh, there's so so many of them. I'm so thankful for everyone who's come on board through my whole career. Um, MBRP has been uh, a, a longtime sponsor. Um Kyle Plus, obviously, is my dad. He's been on the car every year. I have to thank all the contingency sponsors for the payouts and making the series so great and the funding and Maurizio Kochi for um, everything he's done in the series. Adam Martin, the race director. Kyle, um, just everyone in general has been a big help this year and I really appreciate it.
0: Alright, that's awesome, man. Um, so your last race of the year is this Friday, uh, September 15th at Delaware yes. Speedway. Fans can catch it live on Rogers TV. Uh, if you guys want to stay up to date with uh Ollie Ferguson and and Ollie Strong Racing, uh you guys can find you you guys can find them on Facebook and Instagram or just Facebook.
1: Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok.
0: Even better. So what, uh, give us your handle so that way everyone can, uh, go check you out online.
1: So on uh, Facebook, we are Always Strong OSR. Uh, Instagram, we are Always Strong Racing and TikTok. We are Always Strong Racing.
0: Awesome, man. Well, we'll be checking out, uh, we'll be watching this Friday night at, at uh, Delaware Speedway. I'll be watching probably online on, uh, uh, YouTube, but, uh, good luck this weekend. Enjoy your off season. And, uh, Hopefully uh, I run into you and I get a chance to meet you over the over the, uh, over the the winter or our next season.
1: Thank you very much for having me on, and I, I hope so.
0: All right, man. You have yourself a good night, all right? You too. And we're back after a conversation with Ollie, Ollie Ferguson there. Hopefully you guys enjoyed them. I, I, it was a lot of fun. I couldn't uh, – it, 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 sometimes, guys, I'm going to be honest, there's, there's times where I don't – I don't figure out where I need to go for after a question. I'm sorry for the delay sometime uh, trying to improve on that, but we're going to keep going at it. Uh, next up on the podcast. I can't, well, maybe I shouldn't. I'm going to go check with them and make sure they're still good. I just had it up too. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we enjoyed. We had a lot of fun with that. Uh, this Sunday on the podcast, we should be sitting down with Daniel Hahn from the canon midgets uh i'm excited i gotta go reach out to make sure we're still good to go but uh i don't know yet we may have to move it because i think uh we'll, we'll see anyways uh make sure you guys like share subscribe and uh make sure you guys like share and subscribe to the true north reason podcast on all major on all major podcasting platforms including youtube you guys can follow us on facebook instagram uh, uh uh you guys can also follow along with us on TikTok at Joe Media and uh to stay up to date with some stuff we're doing, head up over to joelmedia.ca. You guys can also check out our drivers' profiles to um uh, to see who all our drivers are and where they're racing. We also have our weekly right uh lineup and breakdowns that come up at every every Friday and Monday. And uh you guys can see where they run, where they finish, and and 2023 is almost over, but if you guys are looking for promotions for 2024, uh, please message us. Uh, we do have packages. You guys can check it out. Hit the promotions pay, uh tab at the top of joemedia.ca and it'll take you, it'll show us our fees, what we do, what we can do for you and your race team. Uh there's a lot we're gonna do. I'm not gonna be doing a lot of this podcasting stuff for the winter, guys. We're gonna kind of tuck it away for the winter and I'm gonna do a lot of behind the scenes work on Joe Media to really to kick it off for next year. We're going to come back in probably about February afterwards. We're going to continue doing stuff online. We may do a podcast here and there. All kind of depends. We do have some other stuff we're working on, but uh, I can't wait to share with you guys when we finally get a chance to. Change. Make sure Friday night, guys, go check out APTN's Friday Night Thunder at e30. Check it out. If you guys can't make it, uh, can't watch it, save it. Watch it later. Like this Friday, this weekend, two big races we got going on. We got uh the canadian sprint car nationals going on over at uh ashwigan speedway friday saturday and then we got three days of racing going on at sunset speedway go check them out guys support your local racetracks season's almost over we need all the support we can get but other than that guys thank you guys for listening to True north racing podcast brought to you by vision 20 studios thank you to all our amazing partners and uh we'll see you guys next time bye now by. hey, true north racing let's go